Okay. Check, 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 check one, two, check one, two, check one, two. Mind me on the rocks, Casey Chops. We are here, episode 31. Make sure you follow us on that Instagram at MIA on the rocks. Follow us on YouTube, Miami on the rocks. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. It's very important. Today's conversation, I'm hyped. I solicited it on Instagram because it's very important to me. We could have the girls in here. We could be drinking. That's 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 easy. That's light. But I want you know, Miami has a serious side to it. We have a, we have a lot of professionals, a lot of scholars, and I want to make sure we highlight that as well. Big shout out to my brother Jamie, Jamie B. Living. Um, he connected me with uh, this guy right here. Super cool, super dope vibe off rip. I have a doctor here, an MD here. I got Dr. Charon Doncor. You're in the medical field. What do you specialize in? So I'm a board certified general surgeon mm -hmm. and I have a fellowship training in bariatric surgery, which is weight loss surgery. Okay. So what do I do? I do a lot of gastrointestinal work. Okay. But I do all types of different things. I do cancer surgery. I do okay. breast. I do a lot of breast surgery. Okay. I do colon surgery. I do minimally invasive robotic surgery. I teach robotic surgery. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have a lot of publications and research online. And okay. uh, I've done a couple, uh, uh, I did a TV show called Fat City for weight loss. Wow. Where we, uh, we, I did a gastric bypass and slave gastrectomy on patients that had to lose hundreds of pounds. Wow. So I've, I've been out here doing it. Nice, man. And your, your background, uh, where are you from? So originally from Canada. Okay. And then I moved to New York in my 20s. Okay. I stayed there for about 10 years. And I moved down here, continued my training and, uh, in, in Miami at the uh, University of Miami Baptist. And I did my uh, fellowship down there. And then I came up to Broward and, and kept it moving. Nice, man. So did you know in high school what you wanted to do? That you wanted to be in the medical field? I really didn't figure it out till probably like college. But okay. I knew I wanted to do something where I, I know I would go to, uh, go to bed every night and sleep well and know that I did mm -hmm. the best I can and, I, and, I, and I'm doing something positive. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, bro. So, how, so you figured it out in college. You wanted to get into the medical field. Did you know? You, you, I know you were thinking like, damn, I have to do this. You know, what is it? Eight, eight years of school, right? You know, I did four years of college. Uh -huh. I did four years of medical school. Uh -huh. I did five years of surgical training. Wow. And I did a one, one year of fellowship. So what's wow. that? That's four, four, eight, five, 13, one, 14. That's a long time. 14 years, 14 man. years, yeah. And you knew that before getting into that, right? Like that, like the commitment was going to be. Really, honestly, I didn't really know the commitment like that. But once you're in it, you're in it. Yeah. There's no pulling out. Man. So you go to medical school and while you're in medical school, you do that in New York? So I actually did medical school in the Eastern Caribbean in a small little island. Okay. 1,200 people. Wow. Back then, no internet. Okay. No wow. phone because I couldn't afford the phone. Yeah. No TV, no cable. What island? Saber. Okay. Yep. Damn. Yeah, I haven't even heard of that. Yeah, small island. Yeah. Smallest landing uh, airstrip in the world. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Okay, dope. So you're in medical school. Do you know what type of what you're going to specialize in yet? I didn't know yet. Okay. All I knew is I was, it was a lot of information. I was taking it in and I, and I loved medicine. Okay. I loved it. So what made you go with the, with the, with the gastro special? So I, I left the island and I moved to New York straight to do my, my internships. Okay. My rotations and my clerkships. Okay. And I remember I was in the Bronx. I was in the South Bronx. I was mm. at Lincoln Hospital. If anybody's watching me from New York, what's up? Yeah. Shout out. Um, but Lincoln Hospital. And mm -hmm. I remember a guy was run over by a forklift. Oh, shit. And uh, his legs were completely severed. Wow. And I remember I was in the emergency room, and I was working with the ER doc. And he said, we got an emergency. Let's go. Let's go, 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 go. And I said, all right, bet. Let's go. This is it. Mm -hmm. this, is, this, is, this, is, this is it. And we went to see the patient. And, you know, of course, he was in shock and getting blood and stabilizing him. And, mm -hmm. and I said, okay, I'm ready. To, what, what do you need me to do? I, I'm ready. And he said, okay, hold on right there. Here come the surgeons. So I remember the surgical team came in, they had to step aside, and they said, okay, we'll take it from here. And then I said, what, what, I'm here, doc, what do, I, what do we do? He said, we're gonna go see that patient with an asthma, asthma exacerbation. And I said, no, I wanna, I wanna go that way. He's like, that's not your surgical, you're not a surgeon. You're doing the ER rotation. You gotta go on the surgical rotation and you do that. And when I saw, that's when I knew I wanted to be a surgeon. I wanted to be doing what they was doing. You wanted to be like in it. Like I wanted to be in it. I wanted to be doing what they was doing. Damn, bro. So what, but, but what made you do the gastric? So, so how does that work when you decide you want to do surgery? So when you decide you want to do surgery, so everything you, you, you know, you do your clerkships and you kind of focus on, on surgery. So I focused on trauma. I focused on doing the general surgery, the gastric stuff that I do. Mm -hmm. And then I did my five years of training. I did uh, half of it in Miami. Mm -hmm. And then I did the other half in New York city. What made you want to come down here to Miami to do that? I came to train with some guys who are very talented okay. at Baptist. 
Okay. You know, very, very talented guys. A guy named George Rabaza, another guy named Anthony Gonzalez. These guys are very talented guys. So I came in as a, as a fellow under them. So okay. whatever I had learned in New York was great. And then I learned how to do extra stuff like robotic surgery, minimally invasive surgery, mm. wow, wow, crazy stuff that they were doing that wow. nobody else was doing. Wow. And when you're, when you're training to, 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 to in, that, in that particular field, are you there like when the emergencies are happening and you're kind of like shadowing the people and kind of like seeing yeah, how as, it goes as, down? As a student, yeah, you're right there. Because I, I can imagine like learning how to do it, but then you add the element of like, this is an emergency, like we got to go yes, now. That yes. Now it's, it's like, it's like sports, yes, you know what I mean? Fourth it's, quarter, like. Yes, yes it is. And that's why I love basketball. It's just, it's, it's, it's pressure. You got to perform under pressure. Wow. And you, you cannot miss that last shot. Do you have, yeah, someone's life, right? Someone's life in your hands. Do you, do you remember like kind of your first, do you have an experience that you can remember kind of like, you know, you being green? Okay, yeah, I have, um, and I tell my medical students this all the time. So my first, and I always tell my students, I always say, you have to be able, you have to pick up that sixth sense. You have to be able to look at somebody, look at a patient and say, they don't look good mm -hmm. or something's wrong. I don't know what it is right now at this moment. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna find out. Mm -hmm. but something's not right. Mm -hmm. And I remember the first kid I had, he was a young kid. Um, he was riding his motorcycle down mm -hmm. 95 and he got sideswiped and he got, they took him to the trauma center, rider trauma center. I was there. I was on mm -hmm. deck ready, mm -hmm. brought him in. He looked fine. He was a little bit scratched up and we hooked him up to the monitor and uh, you know, all that stuff. And I had my, my, you know, my teachers, my mentors with me, mm -hmm. the, uh, the older surgeons, the re senior residents, the fellows. And um, I remember saying, I remember the young kids saying, you know, Doc, am I going to be okay? I said, yeah, you're going to be great. Mm -hmm. And I remember the, my senior mentor said, you know, we got a he's, he's not going to do well. We got a problem. I said, well, wh what are you talking about? I said, he's, he's talking. And instantly he crashed. We had to rush into the operating room. Unfortunately, he didn't make it. Uh, and he had a, a, an unsurvivable injury. He had torn, ruptured his aorta uh, from the shear injury from getting sideswiped when he was on the bike. But anyways, he was a young kid and, and we lost him and that, that hit me. And that's when I realized, wow, this but, is- But this he is was fine. It's, he seemed fine. He was fine, but he was going into shock. Oh, man. So the vitals were all off, mm -hmm. you know, everything. But th th these, are th these are experiences that I didn't know at the time. Mm -hmm. Right. But now, you know, so when I teach the students and I teach, you know, young doctors coming up because I'm part of a training program and all that mm -hmm. is how to evaluate a patient. See, we're, we're surgeons. So we see mm -hmm. a lot of sick people. Right. Right. We see people, you know, we do elective surgery, but we got a lot of emergencies. You got to be right. able to assess someone. Time is very important. Right. People Making that are so close to death, unfortunately. Yes. You know? Make the right decision right away. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't always make the right decision, but you try to make the best decision that with the information you have at the time. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with it? The, like, did you have to learn to deal with it mentally? Like oh, seeing yeah, all that type of yeah, shit, definitely. you know what I mean? Like, definitely, definitely. how does that work? Like, definitely. I mean, it was, it was, and I think that's the reason why a lot of people don't choose surgery or choose, you know, other things um, mm -hmm. like brain surgery. I don't right. do that, but you know, shout out to the neurosurgeons. They right. a lot of respect for what they do. I see a lot of difficult things, you know, like being able to stomach something is one thing, right? Like stomaching blood and all that type of shit. But like, like, like you said, you, you had someone like pass away on you, like at your job. So how do you mentally, I can't, I can't imagine, like, how do you not take that home with you? Like, how yeah, do you it's, not it's, ruminate it's, on it? You know what I mean? It's, it's a lot. And I, and I'll be honest with you. I, I think, you know, um, yeah, I remember a lot of patients. I remember a lot of people, you know, especially when I was doing a lot of trauma in New York city mm -hmm. and, um, it's hard, you know, you take it home. You really do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you definitely take it home. But wow. I think if you don't take it home, I mean, that's just the nature, you know, of, of, of the, the profession. You care, right. you love, you, you know, you love, you care, you got emotion, you have passion. Right. right. I think that what makes, right. makes people great doctors. Right. And you, you, so you brought up that horror story. I might edit this out. I'll, I'll talk to Jamie. Um, but he told me when he reached out to you, my friend told me, he goes, yo, you know, this man saved my grandfather's life. So I'm sure you have success stories as well, like of course. saving lives. Of I mean, course, I hope yeah. those outweigh the bad oh, stories. Of course, of course. I wouldn't yeah. be able to do this if I, I right. we, we have a lot more wins. We right. have a lot more wins. Yeah. That's good to hear. You know what yeah, I mean? Because, yeah. yeah. So how, 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 does, that, man, how does that feel? Like, it feels hitting wonderful. The, hitting we, the buzzer beater, you know? Yeah, well, it, listen, we have, I mean, you know, I deal with women with breast cancer. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of women that I've treated for breast cancer who've done wonderful. Mm -hmm. right people with colon cancer colon cancer is a big thing i'm seeing i do mm -hmm. a lot of people with colon cancer colorectal cancer mm -hmm. and i have a lot of people who've done really well with that so um 
I just try to, you know, have the passion and the emotion for every single patient. Right. Um, because you know, you, you want to, you take care of somebody like it's your own family. Right. Right. So a lot more wins. Um, but of course, you know, this is medicine. So you take the good with the bad. Right. Do you see things progressing as far as like technology? Like you said, you deal with breast cancer, you deal with colon cancer. In your field, do you see, um, you know, technological benefits? Like it's getting better, oh, easier yeah. for you guys? Yeah. Like, do you see, I don't, I don't want to say a cure, right? But like, do you see like, is it a lot easier for someone to survive these things like colon Def cancer, breast cancer? Definitely. And by the way, that's a great question. Mm -hmm. Great question. So technological advances is, is huge, right? Mm -hmm. Things like mammograms. Now we have 3D mammo. Mm -hmm. uh, we have robotic surgery, is what, you know, which is one mm -hmm. of the things I specialize in. We have minimally invasive surgery, which is a, a you know the whole umbrella of, of mm -hmm. you know laparoscopic, laparoscopic, mm -hmm. and we have all these other types of you know brand new you know CAT scan machines and mm -hmm. all type of things, um, um, radiation therapy, new chemotherapeutic drugs. Mm -hmm. So it's it's gets better and better and better. So are you confident if we just say let's just hypothetically say maybe like five to 10 years from now, do you see it being, oh, he's got colon cancer, like something we could kind of take care of a lot more easier than what it is? I guess it would depend on the stage, right? Or I think it, let me tell you like this. So yes, I think five, 10 years from now, we're going to have even more technology. Probably I can't mm. even think of some of the technology that's going to be coming out, mm. but I think access to healthcare Everybody getting a fair shot at the same the same healthcare, mm, right? Okay. Yeah. Everybody getting the chance to get that mammogram, screening mammogram every year. Everybody getting the chance to get that colonoscopy. Maybe everybody going for the colonoscopy. Some people say, I'm not doing a colonoscopy. Wow. Right? Yeah. Some people say, I don't need a mammogram. Right. Right? So more education out there. Basically reaching towards, you know, reaching out to everybody in all the communities so everybody gets a fair chance at it. And obviously focusing on prevention it's way better than focusing on having to fix a, a I, problem. I, listen, I tell people all the time, I love to operate. Mm -hmm. Like my hands love to operate. That's what I like to do. But mm -hmm. you don't want to operate. <laughs> I don't want to have to operate. Yeah. Prevention, right? So yeah. get your mammogram. Women get your mammogram, you know, between the age of 35 and 40 and then repeat it every year after that. Okay. You know, men get your your, your colonoscopy at the age of 50. African-American men get your, 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 your colonoscopy at the age of 45. Okay. Get your prostate checked. These things are very important. Okay. And you specialize in, in you know, the gastro system as well. Mm -hmm. Could you just talk about a little bit, you know, for the people listening that don't know maybe what, if gastro sounds like Japanese to you, mm -hmm. it's your stomach, right? Your digestive system, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, so not, I mean, in addition to all the other stuff that I do, I specialize in, in, in gastric surgery, which is, you know, weight loss surgery. Okay. Right. So it entails reducing the size of the stomach. Okay. Reducing the amount that you can take in at one time. Okay. This are, these are people that have struggled with weight their whole okay. lives. They've had children. Maybe they've had, you know, injuries that they're not able to exercise or, or whatever the situation, right. behavioral issues, you know, depression, all that stuff. But basically people who have large BMIs, body mass index, mm -hmm. usually over 35 or 40. People who need mm -hmm. to lose at least 100, 200 pounds, mm -hmm. something like that. And uh, so we reduce the stomach. Uh, the su surgery is done minimally invasive, small mm -hmm. incisions. You're in and out of the hospital in one night, one night. Is that from what, okay, from what I've heard, mm -hmm. I've heard gastric bypass mm -hmm. there you go. is one of the most dangerous surgeries. Is that, is that a fact? Absolutely like, not. No. Not oh. at all. Uh, okay. Okay. May, I apologize. Mm -hmm. I think I may be confusing that with lap band. Am I confusing no, so, that? With? So I'll break it down. Okay. So you had the lap band that originally came out, mm -hmm. which was just a little band, like a, a, a little, looks like a little uh, a rubber band that you wrap around your, your the stomach mm -hmm. and it goes to a pump and you can inflate the pump and reduce and, and basically tighten it up like a belt mm -hmm. so that you're, you, you can't eat as much. Mm -hmm. Okay. Reduces your caloric intake. Uh, very safe, reversible. Mm -hmm. The results, eh. Okay. We don't really do them too much anymore. Okay. The sleeve which a lot of people have heard, it's probably the most popular right now. Okay. You slim the stomach down, you cut it down, and you make it look like a nice slim little banana. Okay. So it's about 80% of the stomach is removed. Okay. Very safe, very, very effective. Okay. Reduce blood pressure issues, reduce diabetes. Wow. Gastric bypass, that's the, that's the, the full one. That's okay. the gold standard. And that is reducing the stomach to a little chicken nugget sized stomach and bypassing the intestine. So that's more, that's the most invasive out of the three of them. But that, that one, you can lose a lot of weight. It's the most effective. Most effective, yeah. So how, Sleeve is very effective too, but the gastric right. bypass is, is, is definitely probably the most effective. So, 
shrinking the stomach to the size of a chicken nugget doesn't mm-hmm. sound like like normal to me, right? No, like, of course not. And now remember, we're, we're dealing with people that are are not, they, they have to lose the weight, okay. right? So why, why is that important? Well, what is obesity? You know, mm-hmm. three, uh, two, uh, one third of the uh, American population is, is obese. Wow. Right? Yeah. Morbid obesity, you're looking at at least, you know, 12 to 15% of the population, right? right? 80% of people who have obesity are diabetic. 80% of people who are diabetic are obese. Wow. Right, right. Stroke, cardiac disease, um, and cancer, rectal cancer, breast cancer. Those are all linked with obesity. Right. So if you know, we can talk about prevention. We can talk mm-hmm. about healthy diet. We can. Talk I do want to talk about that. By yeah, the way. of course, and that's where it starts: healthy mm-hmm. diet, exercise, and mm-hmm. leading the healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But there's genetic factors. Right. There's environmental factors. I remember when right. I first moved to New York. When I move, I move straight up to Harlem on 100 and ninth and first mm-hmm. and the only thing that i had around was I mean, we had the bodegas but we had a white castle mm. right there was yeah. no there was no fresh off there was no food everywhere there, there was no the boston market was on the, the closest boston market was like on 86 i wasn't Man. i wasn't going down there so after six months to a year i realized hey i put on some weight yeah i wasn't there was we called them food uh healthy food deserts i there wasn't any healthy food in wow. the area yeah. Right. So these are all things that that come into play. What type of what type of food? What type of lunch are they providing the kids at school? It's just so convenient to just eat. Terribly. It's cheaper. Mm. Right. It's quicker. It's easier. People are busy. People are working two jobs. So all mm-hmm. these things come into play. So surgery comes into play when we really don't have any other options. Got you. Right. You understand what yeah. I'm saying? So it's not that you come in, you say, Doc, I want to lose weight. Okay, let's do a surgery. No, no, no. What exercise program have you been on? What diet? I people I put people on diet programs all the time. Wow. I do inter, intermittent fasting diets and all those type of things. Yeah, that's what I'm on. That's what I'm pretty much. And on. it works great, right. right? I'm into I'm into all the geeky. You know, I yeah, watch the cool. Joe Rogans and stuff. Yeah, and, that and, stuff. Listen, that stuff is good stuff, and I actually watch those things because I learn from it. Right. Also. Right. Yeah. That's. Um, yeah, that's something I wanted to touch on too. But as far as like, yeah, you know what? I used to judge when I was younger, maybe a couple of years ago. This happened. This revelation happened to me recently. But I used to kind of judge people who are obese. Like, mm-hmm. why aren't you working out? Why mm-hmm. aren't you doing the things you need to be doing? But then someone told me, I believe it was another doctor. They're like, a lot of times these people are doing these things, but their body is just doing everything wrong metabolically. Metabolically, you know. Okay, what I'm saying? you just hit it. You just hit. so mm-hmm. this is the biggest point that people don't understand. You ever seen mm-hmm. the show The Biggest Loser? I've heard of it, but so um, people yeah. move into a house, they get a trainer, mm-hmm. they're there for six weeks, mm-hmm. they're working out three times a day. The the cook is 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 on the chef's cooking up, yeah. is on point, he's cooking up for them, and they lose the weight. The problem is when the show ends, right? Whoever gets the bag, you oh. know, you know, whatever, but they all put the weight back on because it's right. a metabolic issue, right? Right? Not in everybody. In a lot of people, it's called a metabolic syndrome. They have a metabolic problem, right? So you may you may not eat that much. You mm-hmm. may, your caloric intake might may not be that high, but metabolically you're you're so deficient mm-hmm. that you're you're not losing the weight that you should be. And those right. are the people really that we 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 say, you know what, your BMI is over forty, your risk of a heart attack, or you just had a stroke. Right. Your your diabetes is out of control. Right. You can't walk because your knees are shot. Right. You're not going to the gym. Right. Because you just can't. Right. And you need to lose 150 pounds. So I yeah. so we can tell you every day you need to lose 150 pounds, right? Or we can take action and we can do something, right? So after you do that surgery, that surgery shrinks their stomach, mm-hmm. so it obviously takes off the ex- the excess weight. But correct me if I'm wrong, it also makes them think that they're full. Oh when yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. So right. so the, the the hormones for for fullness and you know satiety and and hunger are leptin and ghrelin, mm-hmm. and those are the regulation has changed. The mm-hmm. size of the stomach is smaller. So when it distends, mm-hmm. kind of like a balloon, if it just distends a little bit, you feel mm-hmm. full. And okay. the amount that you can take in is, is less. Okay. And then with the gastric bypass, add in the fact that you're bypassing, you're rerouting. Right. It's like it's just right. like a detour on the highway. Can you explain that like in layman terms? So like- basically, I t- so your intestine is a long, long, snaky tube right. of, 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 te- of a pipe, a pipeline, right. like plumbing that's going to absorb right. all the nutrients that you eat. Well, we bypass about half of that. Mm. So that means there's a whole half of your intestine that's not absorbing anymore. Okay. So that means all anything that you eat. And is, you don't take it out. You just bypass it. You just bypass it. So it's just chilling. It's, it's not just doing, chi- oh. Well, it secretes you okay. know, certain things. So it's there. For, it's got a function, but it's not absorbing. Mm. 
So now you've got restrictive, right? You can only eat a certain amount. Mm-hmm. And then you got malabsorptive. So okay. that's the gastric bypass. It's, it's, gotcha. it's, it hits you two times. It's the double the restrictive mm-hmm. and the malabsorption. And then you have the sleeve or the band, which are just restrictive. And gotcha. that's why the bypass hits different. So we got Doc in here. Please tell them where they can follow you, bro, on your social media so platforms. At, at, oh, thank you. So at MD on IG. Okay. Um, Twitter is uh, at Weight Loss Doc. And then, okay. of course, on Facebook with the same. Okay. Yeah. And when I was looking for a doctor and someone to talk to on, on, on the podcast, I wanted to find a, to seek out a doctor who has a following on social media. And it seems like a lot of doctors, you know, they're obviously worried about their, their, you know, what they have to do in the hospital and, 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 and performing well, they're not worried about social media. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what makes you want to be active on social media and kind of showcase that? Well, I think social media is great. I think it, it, it gives you exposure. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that uh, it's it's a great way to teach. I can mm-hmm. reach people. You know, I have students from all over the world that uh, follow me mm-hmm. and uh, will ask me questions. I post little quizzes and, and mm-hmm. you know, little videos. Mm-hmm. Everything is done with the utmost profession and respect for, you know, mm-hmm. uh, patient privacy and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like it. You know, the other thing is I'm a regu- regular guy. I'm a regular dude. I like to mm-hmm. play ball with the guys and, and hang out and watch the game and, and mm-hmm. watch the, you know, the playoffs and the bubble and all that. Mm-hmm. And um, people will watch my IG and you know doc did you really you know what was that oh that was a colon cancer really so so what happened with the guy mm. well we never got his colonoscopy oh so mm. should i get a colonoscopy yeah how old are you oh, i'm 45 well it's time to time to go mm. get one so it really it really helps me you know connect with people. It like triggers the regular person to it be like does. inquisitive about it to it like do- be curious you know what i mean it like does and then people see me i post regular stuff i post me playing basketball i post me hanging out i post me in the hospital i post me mm-hmm. teaching she so said oh wow doc is a regular dude you know wow. so i think people have a certain idea of how doctors should be mm-hmm. a lot of times i'll come in and they say oh we're here to see the doctor well i'm, I'm yeah the, i'm the doc oh wow well you know, oh, you're the doc, and then they can relate with me. I can talk mm. with them on any level, right? Because um, doctor, you could you can get intimidated easily by doctors. You can, yeah. and and some doctors are intimidating, and some right. doctors don't listen to you. Mm. You could sit there and talk to them for five minutes, and the only thing they're thinking about is what they're going to tell you, and then get to the next patient. Yeah. When you're in my office, you got time. I'm here with you. That's it, bro. That's my biggest thing with doctors, bro. Mm-hmm. Is that I, I still, <laughs> I, I can't. Uh, damn, what is it called? Like your regular doctor, your mm-hmm. your GP, your GP. Mm-hmm. I, bro, I, I switch GPs like girlfriends, bro. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I, I I feel like I can never trust the doctor. Yeah, like yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? They all feel like they're just there to. Yeah, that's that's a fact, and I think that's on them. I don't think that's on you. Right. You know, I mean, obviously a little bit of both, but I think you know if you if the doctor doesn't if you don't trust your doctor, I think it's up to the doctor to say you know. I want you to trust me. Let me show you why you should trust me. Right. I told you I'm going to get the results and I'll call you. I'm going to call you when I said I'm going to call you. Right. Or if you call my office and you ask to speak with me, right. I will. Call. I may not call you back today, but I will call right. you back in the next day or two. Right. You know, yeah, expectations yeah. that people want to have. Yeah. And they want to come to the office. They don't want to wait for an hour and a half. And, they, and, if, and if they wait for an hour and a half because you're very busy, give them the time. Right. And I'm a very, I'm a very, you know, I'm a DJ, but I'm a very geeky person outside mm-hmm. of the club. And I'm always watching, you know, podcasts with doctors. And I think that's what's dope about technology now is that the regular person could get knowledge from, mm-hmm. from all types of different people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, you know, there's doc, I listen to, you know, whether it's, you know, this Dr. Peter Atia that I listen to, or, um, this neurologist, uh, a- Andrew Huberman, I mm-hmm. believe his name is, mm-hmm. but like, when you listen to their podcast, you, 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 Correct me if I'm wrong, but there's it's hard to find a doctor who's still like a student who mm-hmm. wanted right like yeah. when you hear these doctors they're 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 still into their job they're into learning new information they're into you know some doctors you know my assumption would be that they think they know everything already they're not that interested in you know what keeps you you know a student and wanting to learn more about so, your field and and I you know not to cut you off but mm-hmm. definitely you know I think as a doctor you know you have to be a perpetual student. Mm-hmm. So I teach. Mm-hmm. So I, I teach other doctors how to do robotic surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, not junior doctors. I teach doctors who've been around for 20 years because the ro- you know, robotic surgery is a new technology, right? Mm-hmm. So if you train 20, 30 years ago and you're 20, 30 years my senior, mm-hmm. you probably don't know how to, you, you know, you may right. not know how to do it. Right. And I, and I, and I would I, imagine you would have an ego, like if you're one of those OG doctors, right? Major like you, ego. You, you, you think major, you know everything, but fam, like major ego. Yeah. Like meaning that, you know, uh, okay, let me show you how we do this. Yeah. And you're trying to tell me how we do this, but you clearly are here for the course to learn how to do it. Wow. You feel what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> yeah. So, so definitely uh, doctors can have that. And I think 
you have to be a student all the time. I can, I tell anybody, I can learn from anybody in the operating room. Right. You know, my guy, um, James will come into the room, you know, and he'll set things up and, you know, clean some mm-hmm. things down and move some things in and out, in and out. He's like, doc, that's what the, that cord over there, that, that, that works the light over there. Mm. Okay. I got you. I like, just learned that. You yeah. Know, next time when you're not here on a Sunday and that yeah. thing goes out. I know what it is. Like, do you ever just come in to, to work and, and you have your 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 coworkers and you know your your co- your doctor colleagues and be like, bro, I just saw this or I read this article and I did this. Do you know that this could do this? And mm-hmm. you, you, yeah, we have we have yeah we have especially with my partners, my colleagues. We will talk about stuff. We'll read stuff and discuss it. We have a journal club where every you know month we'll read you know read an article on something mm, and discuss it and we'll we'll pick it apart. We'll say, well, you know, oh, I love this article because this. And I'll say, well, I didn't like it because of this. And, you know, this mm. I didn't think this was was the way it should have been done. Dialogue is just so Dialogue. important. And yeah. Like wanting, knowing yes. that you don't know everything. Oh, like, that's, that's, that's big. You don't, and, you know, and one thing I've learned over the years is patients will know their body. Mm-hmm. So they may tell you something is going on. You don't see it right away, mm. you know, but a mm-hmm. lot of times they'll know what's going on. Right. And so you got to listen. You got to learn. And sometimes you just got to be quiet and just listen. Right. And, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you'll never arrive to a place where you know everything because it's never. always going to change, right? Whether never. it's technology, whether it's new never. findings, new, never. oh shit, this shit that we thought was right just yeah. got proven wrong. So never. now we got to change like yes, how we- Yes, yes, never. You know what I mean? And, I, and I, I'm just, you know, me and Jamie talk about this and because we started playing ball, you know, and um, mm-hmm. I, I love basketball and I've been trying to learn how to get better, mm-hmm. trying to fix my form and mm-hmm. you got to keep learning. There's yeah. some guys you're like, yo, why did you shoot that shot? Oh, I make that shot. You didn't right. make that shot three times already. Right. I can make that shot. No, right. you can't. Take a better shot. Like right. learn, you know? Let's, right. Let's, <laughs> right. So I think medicine is the same way, meaning that, you know, there's always room for learning. There's new mm-hmm. stuff coming out. Mm-hmm. I mean, COVID hit us the last six, seven months. Mm-hmm. We didn't, we didn't really, we didn't, we know about it from before because mm-hmm. it's hit before, but never like this right. in this country. Right. So a lot of it was learning. Right. The first couple, first few months, we were we're still learning. We're trying bro. to figure out what's going on, bro. And that's what I was telling everyone during, because everyone thinks they know it, right? Everybody. And, and, and I told everyone, I said, bro, the one thing we know for sure is that we don't know exactly. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the top doctors and scientists in the world don't know. They bro. don't. Know. They're trying to figure it out. So you're trying to tell me that you know? Well, my guy, my takes, guy, <laughs> yeah, like, my guy would tell me. Well, you know, he would, you know, this guy is the king of memes. So he would watch three, four, look at three, four memes, and then call me up and say, yo. This is what we should be doing for COVID, <laughs> bro. But that's a, that, like that's another conversation that we could get that's into. A that's a problem with society and what the truth really is. Yeah. And like no one even is fact checking these things. You can just throw up some bullshit. And yeah, like, exactly. It's gonna, gonna stick. It. Somebody's yeah. gonna believe it. So yeah. I just think learning, 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 and just knowing that you don't know everything. Right. And so, in reference to this pandemic, you know. You know, a lot of people, you know, uh, health is on the decline aside from COVID, whether people are medicating with food, people mm-hmm. are medicating with drugs, alcohol, whatever, mm-hmm. gambling, whatever it is. And, you know, what do you suggest to people or how do you live your life? And, you know, you specialize in the gastro system. So what do you, you know, gut health is very important. It affects all parts of the body. So how do you, you know, what would, what advice would you offer to the average person? So I think that, um, routine is important. It happened mm-hmm. to me, you know, everybody got thrown off the routine, you know, mm-hmm. I get up early, have a good breakfast, you know, get to work, you know, and get to the gym. And then all that was shut down. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, okay, I'm working. Mm-hmm. I'm not exercising. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get any food. So I'm eating whatever I can get my hands on. Mm-hmm. And after a month, two months, I realized, wow, I'm, I'm not feeling good. I'm not sleeping good. And I'm not healthy right now. Mm-hmm. I put on some pounds. So I said, okay, I need to get back to the routine. So I think a big thing for people out there is to get back to a routine. If you got off your routine and now you're working from home is mm-hmm. set aside some time, some you time. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Set aside some time to, to make your meals healthy, mm. exercise. You've got to have, you got to stay active. Got to keep moving. Got to stay active. Keep moving. Even if it's for 15 minutes, do that twice, three times a day. Bro, I had a new, um, uh, uh, you know, something new. I've just, you know, committed to myself. But my new commitment is I want to break a sweat every day. Every day. Like at least break a sweat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's big. So I think activity, um, now things are opening back up. You still got to be safe. Take your precautions. But mm-hmm. go for a walk. Go outside. Mm-hmm. You know, go get up early. Go for a walk or go for a walk in the evening. 
um you don't have to have a big gym you don't you don't have to have all this crazy equipment right you, you know you can go out there do some calisthenics you can do some jumping jack just keep your heart rate moving like you said just yeah. just be active break a sweat right it's, it's very important how do you assess personally how are you assessing the whole covid situation right now going into to <clears> winter <throat> going into winter yeah. well um i think that overall and obviously we pay attention to the numbers very closely mm-hmm. um the numbers were actually on a decline. I think in mm-hmm. some areas we're starting to see some of the numbers go back up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard because you know people have been locked down. Mm-hmm. They want to be out there, but you got to be careful. I still think wear your mask. I still think use your hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm. Um, just know who you're going to be around. You know, try mm-hmm. to limit it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're. Ba- I think we're. Gonna, I think we're going to get there. I think we're going to be okay. But I think we still have to stick to those those things. So th- th- that word "new normal" scares me, bro. Like, th- do you f- do you think w- do you think we'll be back to how things were, or are you want are you of the belief that this is gonna we're gonna shit is gonna be a so different I, for listen, me? I, I tell people like this. I'm a very data driven person. Right. right. The data science is, is science. Yeah. Men lie, women lie, numbers don't. Mm. Just it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And and we follow the numbers. And you know, if we're not able to control ourselves and keep the numbers down to mm-hmm. a positivity rate, less than four percent, less than five percent, mm-hmm. then we're gonna have this problem for a while. Mm-hmm. I think when a vaccine um monoclonal antibody therapy is available all that stuff i think the pre- you'll see a big relief of pressure okay on the system okay. you understand what i'm saying okay so i don't think we're gonna i don't think the new normal is going to be what we went through for the last six months okay you feel me because okay. i think we'll have more treatment more therapeutics more options okay but I still think we need to be diligent and we need to be careful. Right. It just, and I, and I, this is, I, I mean, this is not even, this is not even just me speaking as a doctor. I mean, I got, you know, one of my boys went out to a club, you know, it opened up mm-hmm. and he went to this, I mean, he, he was wilding. He went to this club. It was packed. Down here in Miami? In West Palm. Okay. And, he, you know, young kid went out wilding, having a good time, sent me a video. Yo, doc, mm-hmm. we, we lit. Like, yeah, he, was, yeah. he was going in and I, I was looking at his video. I was like, okay. Right. He got sick. Yeah. I mean, he got really sick. Wow. Really sick. This was uh, like a couple of weeks ago. Wow, bro. Mm-hmm. Four days. Four four days. He said he's, he was sick. So it's it's real, and I see it yeah. in the hospital. Uh, yeah, you know? it seems to be like, you know, it's definitely real. It's, it's definitely one hundred percent real. It's real. It seems to be a split of like people arguing: is it serious enough to to you know is is whatever the mortality rate one percent is that enough to cripple so, okay. the other ninety nine percent? You know yeah. what I mean? So let me let me give a little perspective. Okay. okay. You're young, you're healthy. If you, God forbid, you get it, mm-hmm. what's the likelihood you're going to be really sick? Mm-hmm. Not I'm very, a numbers guy too. so Not very likely, right? right? We know the numbers, right? Right. Okay. So there's a couple of things we have to take into account. Number one, some people have a reaction to it that it just sends them into a spiral. Right. So you never no, know no if, matter your age, really. Yeah. Right. So you never know if you're going to be that one person. Right. You feel me? Right. You know? Right, but if it right, but statistically, you're probably not going to be that dude. Right, but there's always that guy, one guy that you like, and I'm the numbers guy. That's like, wait, okay, you're telling me this is the statistic that I have to worry about. I take more risks doing this daily. Yes, you know what yes, I mean? So yes. I have to. Yes. So then the other thing is the 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 the, the risk of people over a certain age or with comorbidities mm-hmm. is high. Right. Right. That's the way, and I can break it down for you. Mm-hmm. Right. So people who are obese. The receptor that the actual virus binds to is very highly expressed in adipose tissue, which is fatty tissue. Mm-hmm. Hence, people who are obese are at very significant risk, mm-hmm. right, for mortality right. or long-term morbidity. Right. Um, people over the age of 60. Right. People who have high blood pressure and diabetes. Mm. They're already sick. Right. Right? So, yeah, it's, it's much more dangerous than the flu. Right. The flu will take about 32 to 35,000 people a year. Right. This did 210 right. in, six, in eight months or whatever right. it was. You know, you know, you understand yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. saying? Facts. But I just want to say this. Most likely, most people will be okay. Right. Right. But just keep in mind, it's not just about you. You. It's about other people. Mm-hmm. And it's not just about the death rate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I, I do, I, so you asked me if I, what type of, so I do tracheostomies also. That means I cut the neck open mm-hmm. and I put in a permanent breathing tube. Mm. So I have put in breathe, permanent breathing tubes in people that are well alive. Wow. But they can't breathe on their own. They need a machine. 
because they've got such bad pulmonary fibrosis, their lungs don't expand well. They can't mm. oxygenate. Right. Oh, he's alive. He's not in your numbers of, of people who died. Right. Mm. But he's walking around with a he's machine. Debilitated. Next to yeah. <laughs> he's debilitated. So just And then we don't know the long term effects of this either. Like, lo- yeah. You know? we, we see people with this 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 COVID syndrome where three months, you know, down the road, they still don't feel right. They still don't right. feel like they got back to normal. So my thing is just hand sanitizer and a mask for right now. Right, right. Right. And for me, the way I'm, I'm assessing it in my belief system is I want to be outside. I feel like I'm, if I'm outside, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm infinite ventilation and, and I'm a lot more relaxed. It's, I don't even like to be inside. And, at the, and it's if, much safer. And it's much if I'm, safer. If I'm inside, I'm going to Publix, I'm in and out with the mask. If mm-hmm. I'm in a restaurant, I'm making sure, yes, you know what yes, I mean? Yes, but yes. for the most part, I'd rather be outside because yes. I don't want to wear a mask. Exactly. You know I mean? uh, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. And, I, and I, you know, I have to say this, I'm not perfect. Right. So I understand how it is. Right. I got three little kids and, you know, it's not easy. Right. It's not fun. I just think if we could get past this and get everything like, you mm-hmm. know, as down as possible, mm-hmm. I mean, then we, we will have, it'll be much better for everybody. Right. How do you deal with, cause you know, you're on social media, there's so many different articles and so many different things. And now you don't know things are politicized. Oh and how God. do you, it drives me how, as a doctor, how do you know what to believe, what to take serious, what to, so, so I tell people like this, and you know, you Google my name, and you know, you'll see that I have research and publications online. You know, mm-hmm. I've published quite a bit. Uh, my other articles have been cited. I was very into that, you know, that nerdy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of information out there that is bad information. You know, it's not credible. Mm-hmm. Um, it's misinterpreted the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So meaning that the information is good information, but the person who's reading it and getting the story from it doesn't understand the details and, and, and puts a spin on it because they don't understand. Mm. They're not doing it on purpose, but they're re- the way they're reading it, they're misinterpreting it the wrong way. Right. So it's, 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 very, it's so much bad information mm-hmm. that is really hard. People make up their minds, really, before. They make up their minds. A lot of people, I find, will just, that's what they believe and that's what they want to believe. Right. And unfortunately, we've seen that with a lot of people that have unfortunately have gotten sick or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe taking medications that have been proven not to help you. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's where I don't like politics getting involved with science. Yeah. Like, you know, science is science. Leave, leave science alone. Politics right. is on that side. But let the science speak and then argue right. what you want to say about economics and, and right. you know, the economics of the shutdown and risk for shutting down versus more, you know. Right, right. Argue that on the politics side, but keep the science clean. You know? Right, right. So how do, how, how do you, like, what do you digest? Like, what information do you digest to, No, you know? no, I, let me tell I go straight to trusted, credible, okay. scientific sources. Okay. And I read it. Okay. And I, I go through and I read it myself. Okay. Okay. Um, I think that's important. I don't think that's realistic for everybody. If you don't understand language, you don't understand how, how articles are written and, and mm-hmm. you understand what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, But I, that, that's what I do. And then when mm-hmm. people ask me for my opinion, I give it to them. Okay. If they don't ask me, I don't give it to them because okay. a lot of times they don't want it. Okay. What I'm going to say, they may not want it. They already have their mind made up. Okay. But I go to like, I will go to the CDC, I will go to the CDC's website and look what the numbers are. Okay. Now you can argue. Is that a trusted source to you? Because some like it's getting politicized, right? So it's, some I, people I just, are like, I was, just, I was just about to say, you know, you, I can, I can. Some people say, well, that's the CDC. I don't believe anything they have to say. Well, I, I you know, as a physician, we've been using the CDC numbers for years, mm. right? When when we're talking about colon cancer, nobody right. has anything to say about whether the numbers are true or not. Right. So when you see this guy, you know, Dr. Fauci, you know, yeah, yeah. give his takes, are you in line with his thinking? Like he's, you know, maybe some people may say he falls under the overcautious side or, you know. Um, I think I, so I, I, I think he, so here's the thing. He's a scientist, right? Mm-hmm. He's very good at what he does. He's a scientist. I think he has a problem with articulating it to people in a way that they can understand and mm. benefit from it. And this is the, this is, you know, he's a brilliant I love listening to him because he breaks it down very nicely for me. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he breaks it down in a way where people feel confident in what he's saying. And then we have, you know, other political situations which make, mm-hmm. you know, basically will maybe draw away the strength from what he's saying. Right. Um, I, I, a lot of the stuff he says is straight from the data and right. he interprets it. He gives it to you. Right. So then you're going to talk about, well, is the data that he's given you made up or not? Right. Well, 
Right. Th- that's an. I mean, that's an argument that you're gonna you're gonna have. You already made yeah. up your mind because yeah, you're, yeah. you're telling me. So you know, if I go to a mechanic shop and they run my car and they say, "Well, this is what's pr- wrong with it," I'm either gonna believe them or I'm not. But that's the mechanic. Yeah. So I'm either gonna and take then, it to another shop, right? Or and I'm then, gonna just I'm gonna buy in. I'm going okay. Here we are. I'm not a mechanic, right? And then I've just learned to accept that there's you know a certain portion of the population that's gonna have that conspiracy theory like do i believe the mechanic is he trying to get yes, over you know yes, what i mean like yes. we're always gonna have we're that portion just, of people always gonna have it and i think now it's just gone it's, it's amplified it's amplified because it's it's there's so many things that you know are amplified in the conspiracy theories that you know it's, it's crazy i mean there's so many different things and it's hard to get to the actual facts and the truth but the facts and the truth are there right and i tell people like this i'm in the hospital Right. So I remember when I was in the hospital, I'm walking down the hallway and I'm hearing code blue, room 209, code blue, room 122, code blue. I'm hearing it. Right. And you're then living it like you're I'm seeing living it. it. And then they're calling me and saying, yo, we need a tracheostomy on this patient because he's going to be on the vent for who knows how long. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I got to put on the space suit and I got to go put myself at risk and do what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And then there's people that are telling me that that's not really happening. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, or it's like, you know, Bill Gates, or it's like they have like this divine plot that's been like big, you know, a big plot. And I tell you know, of course, we know there's been things in history that, you know, is mm-hmm. the reason why we don't trust, you know, the healthcare. We don't trust some doctors. Right. And we, un- yeah, we understand. We, I, I get it. Right. And, and let me tell you something, you know, a lot for African Americans, right? Right. You know, I'm not taking that vaccine, or, you know, I, I don't believe that, you know, I, I get it because. Mm-hmm. I lived through it too. Yeah, right. So I'm, historically, the we cannot trust our government. Historically, there's been right facts. Right, right, right. But this is real. Right. It just it is. Right. Now, there's always a spin. You know, sometimes I watch the news and I say, "Gosh, the way these people are making it seem like is we it's over. The world is over." Right. And then I hear I go and then I look at another news outlet and the way it's like, okay, they're painting it like everything is opening, we're good. Yes, it's good and nothing's happening and and, you know, the economy is more important. Well, the economy is good, but if you're not alive to enjoy the economy, I think you know, if you talk to those people that unfortunately aren't here, right, they would choose something else. Right, man. This country is a is a business. So I hate, like you said, combining science with Mm -hmm. whether it's you know, capitalism should not be combined in my mind because everything is going to have a, you know, a, a lucrative, people are thinking lucratively. I know? think, you know, if you look at like what happened with hydroxychloroquine, mm-hmm. hydro- whatever happened with hydroxychloroquine should have never gone. It went left. Right? Where, do you, where do you stand on that? So you have an, a drug. It's not a new drug. It's an, a drug that's been used for years, right? Treatment mm-hmm. of malaria. You know, we know, we know the drug. It's got some, some side effects. Not, not, it can have major side effects, mm-hmm. but it's not, you know, a common thing to have a side effect. Right. But, you know, it's, it's, you give it to a million people, you know, you're going to have, you're right. going to have that. So that it's, it's something to worry about. But the data that came out, initial data said, oh, wow, this might work. Mm-hmm. But the data wasn't good data. Right. Not for the fault of the doctors and the scientists that, that published it for the fact that this was something brand new. And preliminary. Like, preliminary. Yeah. Right. So then you go and you study it more and mm-hmm. then you're like, hmm, well, it doesn't really seem to have that great effect. All right. Well, let's try and study it this way then. Oh, no, 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 no. You, you, you gave it too late. Give it sooner. So we'll study multiple times and we didn't really see it have a big benefit. Right. You understand what I'm right. saying? So in real science, you've already started to move on to the next step. But because it got politicized, we kept talking about hydroxychloroquine for long and long and long. Right. Let them keep studying it and working on it. We'll right. move on to the next one. And that didn't happen. Right. You understand, you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So the natural scientific process is I studied it. It didn't work. I'm going to still study it, but mm. I'm going to focus on something else right now. Right. And get something else cooking while this is still, right. you know, while right. this is still going. And then I'll come back to you and know, say, oh, by the way, it does work. Right. Or, oh, by the way, it doesn't work. Or is like, you know, what someone told me too is like, there's no solutions. There's only trade-offs. Mm-hmm. So is, 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 is it curing more than what the side of more side effects? You, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like, you have to, a, a we scale call, that you we have. call risk first benefit, mm-hmm. risk first, risk first benefit. Mm-hmm. I want to go to that party, but that party is in that part of town. Yeah. And I know the people who are throwing the party. Right. 
and I know what happens at their parties. Right. So is it worth it to go to that party right. and risk something happening? Right. Or am I going to just chill? So right. we make decisions based on risk versus benefit and the same thing that we do with medicine. Mm-hmm. So now then we say, okay, well, let's study it again. Okay, mm-hmm. we studied it and we added dexamethasone mm-hmm. and it looked great. Mm-hmm. But wait a minute, we added dexamethasone. So wait a minute, what, what about dexamethasone? So we studied that. Oh, wow, dexamethasone really works. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm right, saying? Right. And that's cool. That's the natural process of science. That's right. the scientific process. So that, that's how you move. It shouldn't have been politicized. Right. And correct me if I'm wrong, whether we're, if we're going back to March to now, like we've learned how to deal with this like much better. way, way better. Yeah. Much better. Yeah. Much better. We've learned treatments and therapies. Yeah, much better. Much better. Right. We've learned we don't want to intubate you too soon. Mm-hmm. We don't want to put you on that breathing machine too soon. Mm-hmm. Right. We have certain medications that we're not giving. Mm-hmm. We've used other medications like remdesivir. We've used medications like, um, like I said, dexamethasone, which which worked. Now mm-hmm. they're using recombinant. Uh, uh, they're using a monoclonal uh, antibody, mm-hmm. which is you know from Regeneron, which is working. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's, I mean, these things we weren't using back then. Right. You know. So, but now that this is what you do. This is the you know, same thing right. the way you do with chemotherapy and you do right. with other type of medications. And it's crazy, man, because it seems like we're waiting for a vaccine. But I saw like a poll it was like, like I don't want to take a vaccine, a mm-hmm. COVID vaccine. And, you know, like, would you take it if it came? <laughs> um, would I take it? I've been asked that question a lot. Right. So my professional response to that is the data needs to be published. Proven. Proven. Yeah. Published. So everybody can read it. Everybody can see it. Mm-hmm. Right. So we can see exactly what it is. Right. All right. And then you could decide and based off can, the numbers, however can, you individually yes. want to interpret the, yes. those proven facts. Yes. Then yes. you go amongst your discretion. Yeah. Right? And I would tell people, talk to your doctor, let him interpret it for you and let him tell you this is very safe. You know, and, and you know, Fauci and them will, will give us all that. Right. Now, you could have a conversation whether you believe the information that they're giving you. But then we right. go right, then we're right, right now, back yeah, at we're, it. We're running a circle. We're right back it? at it. So yeah. I don't even that that conversation. I don't even have that conversation with people anymore. I just tell them this is what this is how it's going to work, and this is how vaccine trials work. This right. is not the first vaccine. We have a ton of vaccines, right? So it's going to work just like every other trial. It's just going to be sped up a little bit. I tell you right now, in in Russia, mm-hmm. I think um, they skipped phase four trials. I think they went from phase three, and they released it to the public. Okay, I'm not sure. If you're I'm, familiar not, I'm, with not, that. I'm not. I'm not familiar with what so, phase four means. Okay, I, so every so every when a drug comes, when you get a new drug, it goes through different trials, mm-hmm. right? So phase one, two, three, and four, mm-hmm. and the, and it's to make sure that it's safe. Well, right. the last trial, phase four, is when you give it to thousands, thousands of people, and you and that's when you can find out if there's rare reactions that you may not see in ten people or fifteen people, mm. right? Right. So if you skip that trial, how do you know if you're going to see some weird some rare reactions that may happen right. in, in the three percent or the two percent or the what or the point five percent you know it happens right and, but then people would argue do we worry about that point five percent tile and well, waste it, time you know what i mean like yeah, yeah but it has to make sense right right so if you have five percent ten percent twenty percent negative reaction mm-hmm. and it's not what you right 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 go back to the drawing board let, let, let's go. Right. once we hit like yeah. 7 10 20 percent we're like all right now this, you this dice roll is yeah. a little too yeah, it's too much yeah. right so you know so that's my thing is is what i have taken that i don't think so mm-hmm. you know but i think if they do everything the way it's supposed to be done mm-hmm. it takes it takes a year at least yeah it just doesn't come out just like that and then they have to have the ability to manufacture mass mm. ma- massive doses so when is that coming? Yeah. Maybe ne- end of 2021, maybe? Yeah. Right. It's, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, any other COVID questions? I play oh. music in the operating room. Yeah? Hold up. I'm trying to think that, uh, that like, knock on wood, I've never had surgery in my life, but I'm trying to think if I'm about to get operated on. What's, wait, is this surgery for the patient? Or wait, the patient is asleep. This is for patient y'all. Is asleep. This is for me. Wait, if y'all let you turn up to like Migos doing <laughs> surgeries, I'm going to be. <laughs> now, I will tell you this. Um, when I'm operating, I'm, I'm locked in. Mm. So there's no. With music? Uh, I mean, I'm locked in in what I'm doing. Uh-huh. Right? So I'm focused on the surgery. Okay. That's it. You know, I'm locked in. Um, so there's no, you know, dancing and, right. you know, wild stuff and inappropriate stuff. Right. But the music is, I'm, I'm, right. I've got music going. Right. It's not too loud, but it's enough for me to hear it. And what just are you listening it. to? I'm curious. 
I mean, I'm, are you listening to like smooth R and because I'm trying to think if I'm, I might want to be relaxed, maybe some Sade, you know what I mean, or am I too turned slow, up too on some slow, DMX? Too slow. DMX gets a little too hype. I'll probably yeah. have um, the like Jay Z, the locks, Jay Z. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm picturing you like just doing surgery to like Sheik Luch talking Sheik <laughs> like Jada Kiss. Like I'm picturing like surgery yep. to the locks. That's yep. wild. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll even new stuff. I'll have Pop Smoke going. I'll have uh, I'll have Casanova going. I'll have stuff that you're into New York music like me. I see that. Yeah, that keeps me locked yeah. in, and uh, yeah, it helps me do the job. Yeah. Now, if a patient says, "Look, I want this music while I'm rolling back," sure, no yeah. problem. No wow, problem. Wow, that's crazy. Even some rock music, and then yeah. people put some other stuff on, and I don't, you know, that's fine. Yeah. But um, it can't be slow, and it okay. can't, you know, it's got to be a nice tempo so we can, you know. Okay. I'm in there to get the job done, do the best job possible, in and mm -hmm. out as quick as possible. Wow. The less time, less anesthesia time, the better. How long is the longest surgery that you have to do? I did one the other day for eight hours. Straight? Straight. How does that work, bro? Like, you, there's no... <laughs> no nothing. No bathroom break, no eating, no nothing. It was... It is was, it like a like a locked-in focus for eight hours? I was too? locked in. Damn, I mean, it bro. was it was eight hours, and it was very difficult, and it was a very compl complex cancer. Um, I actually went in to help another surgeon, and uh, mm -hmm. but we got it done. Patient did is, well. Wow, that's awesome, bro. Is it something that, you know, I'm just a regular civilian asking you these questions, and I'm trying to picture it. Is it, like, where does the focus come from? Is it the focus... Are you doing a lot of things or is it like you're doing few things very carefully? You know, um, it it de depends. You know, okay. if it's something where it's very tricky, you're in an area where things can bleed. For like the cancer are, that you did. For the, that was, it, was, it was few things, very specific, very detailed. Like, is it like the game operations where you make one little wrong centimeter move? That's exactly what it was like. Okay. Because in this case, we were working in the rectum. There was a lot okay. of blood vessels down there. You hit the wrong side, it starts bleeding. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't want to perforate the bowel. You, you know, you want to get everything out. You don't want to hit the nerves because the nerves mm -hmm. down there are very important for, mm -hmm. you know, sexual function and all mm -hmm. that. You're doing episodes. It was extreme focus. Mm -hmm. I don't even remember if they were playing music because I was just locked in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow, bro. That's crazy. Yeah. And... I'm, I want to emphasize again, like whether we're talking about COVID or whatever, like prevention, right? Like let's, you know, like we don't want to have, you don't want to have to do these surgery. You no, don't want to have no, to like no, figure shit no, out once the shit has gone no. down, like, you know? You know, like the prevention. So there's, there's things that we, you know, we're lucky, you know, to be here mm -hmm. and, and to be in this country and to have access to, you know, to healthcare. Mm -hmm. um, obviously it's not equal, but you know, mm -hmm. we, we all can make an effort, you know, to see our doctor, mm -hmm. get a colonoscopy, uh, females get a mammogram, mm -hmm. you know, guys get a prostate exam. Mm -hmm. You know, if you notice anything different, you know, any odd, anything odd pop up, like something on your knee, something mm -hmm. on your leg, something, you know, just get it checked out. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's easier. You can do a telehealth visit. You don't have to go to the doc. I, I, I give telehealth. Wow. I'll, I, at the end of my office where I see my actual in, patients in my office, there's some mm -hmm. that don't want to come or can't drive or whatever. Mm -hmm. We pull them up on the screen and we do it via Skype or, wow. or teledoc or And whatever. they're showing you like spots like they are. Scar yeah, yeah they are. And some of them I'll say, don't worry about that. That's cool. See me in six months when mm -hmm. all this is over. And some I say, come make an appointment in my office next week. Wow, bro. How long have you lived down here in South Florida? 2012. 2012 yeah. what, do you do you do you like it here you consider it home like i i got used to it yeah i like it yeah okay. yeah what the weather's the, beautiful i was gonna say what are the differences you know what new you york wait? was fast paced mm -hmm. new york was fast paced uh the energy the vibe um is it better for surgery like for you up there like is it here is it, better yeah here is better yeah yeah here the opportunity has been great I mean, I was doing my thing up there and everything was... was I would was, imagine since it's like, you know, triple the amount of more than five times the amount of people you're... Oh, you're, yeah. I was I was very busy up there. It was great. It was great. But here was, you know, I got to slow down the pace a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, I changed my practice. I'm doing more elective stuff, you know, mm -hmm. you, you know, things that are more controlled there. I was doing... I was... I mean, I was still yeah. in training, so right. it was it was wild. You know, we was doing trauma, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. Two o'clock in the morning, gunshot wow. wound, stab wound, you know. South Bronx is not a game South right now. Bronx, My boys so. right now tell me right now it's spooky over there. Yeah. In South Bronx. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. BX right now. Where like, is he? Do you know where no. he is? Uh, well, he said just in general, the whole BX right now is spooky. But yeah. like South Bronx specifically. Yeah, the, like the South you know, Bronx turns up. It, it's, yeah. it's, it's wild. I'll be, okay. I be with Dominicans all the time. Oh, so okay, there you go. I, yeah, when yeah. I go to New York, I stay in the Heights, bro. Like I'm okay, okay. Yeah, you know, so. Yeah, I, got, um, I still got a lot of people up there. So yeah, yeah what? Uh, so you say you're from Canada, right? How do, you, how do you feel about? Let's get into like I guess the business side mm -hmm. of the things. How do you feel? You know, 
people would say, you know, Canada free healthcare. How do you compare like the whole healthcare situation here to, to a place like Canada where they say it's free, but then people tell me, yeah, bro, but you know, conservatives will tell you, you know, it's free over there, but how would you, and it's ran by the government, but would you rather have your healthcare be like the DMV to where you, yeah. you take, it's yeah. like take a number, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. how do you, so I'll tell you like this, and I always believe that you should ask the people who are over there, how they feel about mm. something, right? Facts. And I know that for my family and friends, they wouldn't give it up. Okay. Right? They wouldn't give it. It's free healthcare. Right. Everybody got healthcare. Right. Right? Um, and it's important. My mom, she's over there. Mm-hmm. I, you know, she's had some issues. She's been able to go to the hospital, get whatever she's right. got to get done. And it's important that you have faith in which system you yes. have your mom in. You yes. Know? Now, on the flip side... Of course, it's not like here. The wait times are longer. It's harder to get a doctor. These things, of course. Right. Um, but I think over here, it's not equal for everybody. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Over there, it's more more equal. Now, keep in mind, when I'm giving you this, I'm giving you my, my, my personal take on it, my perspective. Mm-hmm. But I practice medicine over here. I never practiced over there. Mm. I have my boards. I got licensed over there, but I never practiced. I, I, I stayed. Gotcha. Um, so I think there's a lot of benefits to this system, mm-hmm. and I think there's a lot of benefits to that system. Right. No solutions, only trade-offs, right? Like I think trade-offs, but I think we could learn from systems like that are have more of a public healthcare slant to it. Okay. Canada, Japan, Norway, um, mm-hmm. these places. Sweden, I think. Sweden, yes. Yeah. These places don't have the same population that we do, right. but they 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 do it pretty well. Mm-hmm. And I think where we lack here is screening. Uh, childhood vaccinations, um, you know, screening like mammograms and all that stuff, mm-hmm. for, you know, for the wide population, mm-hmm. you know, um, a focus on preventative medicine would be more beneficial, right? To people, but maybe not to, to companies, not to the not pockets, to, not, not, not <laughs> to the pockets, but right. I mean, then we have to decide like what, what is more important. Right. 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 And I, I, you know, um, that that's the decision. What's yeah. more important. I, 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 I tell you, I've been in medicine for a long time. And when, at the end of life, you're not thinking about how much money you have in your bank account. Facts. I'm telling you, I've never heard a patient at the end of life say, Doc, I'm worried about my bank account. Mm. Make sure and, and check that for me. Mm. They're always, I need to see my family. Damn, it's real. Right? Especially yeah. during COVID where the, when they weren't letting people you in. You can't even see them, yeah. You couldn't see anybody. They wasn't asking about their bank account or this or that. So I'm not saying it's not important. Right. I'm just saying, you know, right. life is life. So to everyone out there, please have health insurance, right? Like, oh, yeah, definitely. Because yeah. you never know what's going to happen. Right. Right. You never know what's going to happen. Right. And yeah. health, health, health insurance should be affordable and, avail- and, and, and accessible. Right. Right. And then, you know, so, so, someone like me, for example, my, I, I don't have the best health insurance because I'm a healthy person. I don't want to mm. pay a crazy premium. So I go to something simple as just getting a physical and it's like, oh, this health insurance is trash. I knew it was, but it doesn't even cover your physical. I like, know, I know. so now I'm getting other people telling me, bro, now you got to pay eight hundred dollars for the physical, or two hundred dollars for the physical, then eight hundred to get your blood work. Like, like, yeah, I I know, and I it, listen. You know how many patients I've had in the last like two weeks, like in the last this two weeks that have come to my office and said, I don't know what I'm gonna do, yeah. and I've told them, don't worry about it. And then I have my office manager call me like, yo, you can't be telling people that they don't have to pay. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, shit. yeah, yeah. It's it's, but it's like you feel you feel yeah. terrible. You know? Yeah. It's, it's like, like people, you, you know, they need to live. health and it's crazy. It's, I don't. Yeah. It's it's. I think if you're in the field and you see it, then you can look at it and be like, well, we need to, you know, we need to do something better. Have some empathy. And for if like you're a businessman who's just running the numbers and you sit in your high rise, you know, corporate office and you're not really thinking about that. Mm-hmm. then I get it. You know, you're thinking about the numbers mm-hmm. and it's got to somewhere in the middle because you can't just tell everybody you don't have to pay. Right. 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 It's, the, the machine's got to keep, go, keep going, right. but you don't want, you know, you got to help people. I mean, we're here to help people. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I got Dr. Charon Doncor. I yep. said it right. Uh-huh. Dope, man. I appreciate you pulling up, bro. Let me, is there anything else that you, you think you want to get off to anything, no, any no. other topic that... What'd you think about the bubble, man? I was kind of, you a Heat fan or a Knicks fan? Don't tell me you're a Knicks fan, bro. So I'm, I'm a Knicks fan because um, I have to be a Knicks fan. But let me it, tell I you this. It, I, I, I really respect how the Heat put up for the last, you know, for the, yeah. for the, for the bubble and, the, and getting to the finals. Yeah, man. And I was really someone that I really said I didn't think they were going to make it to the finals. They did it. I'll be honest with you, bro. When this whole bubble shit started, I told myself, 
I'm not counting this season, bro. Mm -hmm. I'm not counting it in my mind. Mm -hmm. Like it's a limited season. There's no fans. Like I'm not counting this shit. And of course, of course, what happens? My team like makes yeah, it to the yeah, finals. Yeah, yeah. So now they're in the finals, and I'm like, damn, do I do <laughs> I count it? it in you my head count now? It. They, they went to the finals. They went to the finals with a young team, with Jimmy Butler, with Tyler Hero, who, who was balling out. Right. Duncan Robinson hit some shots. He was, you know. Right. A couple of games, was, uh, you know, but, you know, I think they played well. Bam, you know, yeah. they, they had some injuries and they pushed it. They they won two games. Yeah. It's just, there's no fans there, bro. It's like you're in a high school, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like the, the guys came out, but I feel like everybody came out balling. Yeah. Like they came out, you I, know. Yeah, I wonder if the fans would have made a bit a difference, you know? Um, I, know. I think the, the Lakers were, I think it was just, it was too much. Yeah. I think when once Rondo really started you know, yeah, yeah. getting going. Yeah. And I was like, okay, now we got to deal with Rondo too. And we were injured too, bro. You're you know? injured. Like, You're injured. So, but I, I'm respected. The heat. I, I love the heat. Respect to them. I don't know. What do you, how do you feel about the Knicks, man? I know a lot of Knicks fans that are like, you know what? I'm finished with the Knicks, man. They finally, like, yo, we're done. It hurts. Yeah. Yeah, it hurts. Yeah, I still, I, I still have my Carmelo Anthony jersey. Um, I don't wear it much, but I got uh, my Carmelo too. I love him, and uh, I, you know, I'm a Knicks fan. What can I yeah. tell you? You know, yeah. but we, oh, we let's see what happens. Yeah, we just what happens with us is we always get screwed on the on the on the draft, yeah. the draft pick. Yeah, where do you see your future, bro? Like, where do you what do you want to get into? Is there any aspirations? Okay, Good whether question. within your field or outside of your field. So um, I would love to be able to expand my practice, expand my business. Mm -hmm. um, I'm working with a health clinic called uh, Carewell uh, Health and uh, Fitness, mm -hmm. uh, which is located up in Stewart, Florida. I was going to say, where's your office now, by the way? So my office right now is in uh, Tamarack and in place Plantation. Okay. And all the information is on my, my Instagram. Okay. So, but Broward. Okay. And then I'm working with, a, a, there's a healthcare clinic up in uh, Stewart, Florida, which does the medical side of weight loss. Okay. So it's not surgery, but, okay. you know, like... Calculating your your energy expenditure, calculating your metabolic rate, using some medications, sp specific diet programs, mm -hmm. um, uh, and it's it's great. It's great for people who may not get covered for insurance to have the surgery, or maybe they're not maybe they're not there to have the surgery, or maybe they just mm -hmm. need to lose thirty or fifty pounds, thirty, forty, fifty pounds. I was gonna like I was gonna ask you why, where do you, like for the person who may be obese, when do they pull the trigger on a surgery like that? When is the right time so to do so? So there's very definite requirements or specifications and this is all from data mm -hmm. so if you have a bmi body mass index over 35 mm -hmm. and you have a, a comorbidity let's say you got blood pressure mm -hmm. you know your your life expectancy is less mm -hmm. on average for a high bmi 13 years less than the average person wow so that's 13 years less and the quality of life is less right mm. knee problems back problems mm. you know all that type of stuff so usually around 35 is when we start saying you know what you should consider weight loss surgery. Now, okay. you can try diet, you can try exercise, but if it's been a year, two years, three, and it hasn't been working, mm -hmm. you need to do something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And after people get the surgery, you know, it's not what, easy. What do you tell them? Like, well, how do you? It's not easy. Because then patient, it's a mental game, right? After, right? Because yes, you still have your habits didn't change. Like so, so the whole deal is to break the habits, mm -hmm. right? And to develop new good habits. And what works is having a doctor that's going to be with you, right? You can see him, you can reach out to him, follow up with him. You gotta follow up. I have my, you go to my Instagram page, at MD. you'll see previous patients that I post mm -hmm. up there before and after. They DM me all the time. Mm -hmm. Oh, doc, look what I'm eating. Oh, look at this exercise routine I did. Mm -hmm. And I'll repost them, I love it. I love to That's see that. Dope, and it's not easy. You get the surgery, it's not like, ah, oh, I got the surgery, it's a wrap, I'm done, I'm good. Right. Uh, you got to keep putting in it's the work. It's almost like the mental work. Now the mental work Ooh, starts it's, now, it's, right? It's, it's almost like you send them to a therapist. On like, uh, yeah, they see yeah. a therapist beforehand. They see a dietitian. They see the whole thing. It's a whole integrated program. It's 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 mm -hmm. multidisciplinary. So which means it's not yeah. just like you come in, I see you, we do this. I'm not a plastic surgeon. Right. I'm not just you know making you pretty and all that. You know, of course, you lose right. the weight, you look wonderful. Right. But this is for health. Right. So you come in. You get evaluated. I assess you. Discuss which surgery I think is best for you. You mm -hmm. tell me what you think, what you're thinking. You know, we mm -hmm. we we agree. We come to an agreement. Right. But you have to sh you have to lose some weight before surgery. Mm -hmm. You got to follow up with me. There's mm -hmm. patients I tell them I'm not operating on you. Yeah. Because I don't think you're going to do what it ne what needs to be done post op. And wow. I need you to do. I need you to do. I need results. I need you to to commit. Right. If you go on my Instagram, you'll see my patients do wonderful. It's gotta change your whole mind state, bro. <laughs> I went down. I've been going down the rabbit hole recently, mm -hmm. as far as like, like 
you know, diving into like the the recent research on like psychedelics and stuff, mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. changing, like mm-hmm. people changing people's whole mind, mm-hmm. bro. Like, mm-hmm. I've never done it, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I'm getting closer and closer to thinking about it. I've been doing research, mm-hmm. and 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 yeah, man, that's just something I like, so took I, interest in. So I know? would say, whatever you do, do the research, right? right. You know what I mean? Do the knowledge, yeah. feel comfortable with what you're doing, and and right. and know what you're what you're doing. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. But they're saying like that's it's looking like it's looking promising for people who you know want to quit smoking cigarettes or mm-hmm. need to yeah. like they have an eating disorder or yes, for, yeah. it, like it seems to do like saying it's doing like you know five years worth of therapy in oh, just wow. one eight hour experience. Yeah. You know? Wow. Like, yeah, bro. Well, I gotta look into that. Wow. Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, My yeah. boys did it in Peru, like with a shot. The, the, they have ayahuasca. It's called ayahuasca. I know about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you go and it's like a a, a week thing, and the, they prep you for three days. You go in with an intention. It's safe. Yeah, it's it because w- what what I've learned is that setting is important. If you're just there by yourself, not yeah, knowing yeah. how to control it, you need like a babysitter, like a guide to guide you through yeah, the yeah, experience. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I had a, one of my homeboys. He went there. He did it with a shaman. Yeah, three, two. It was a three days before you did it. Then it was a ceremony for like an eight hour thing. He guides you a group of people. You sip a, a tea. You go through it. Then it's a three day post thing where you reflect on. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From what I hear, as long as you set an intention on what you want to get out of it, yeah, yeah, you, you tend to get wow. get that out of it, bro. Wow, that's, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, that's cool. Okay, yeah, I'll send you a link, bro. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. My bad. I'm just, I, I went down always, like a rabbit hole. Yeah, I always like learning about new things. And and somebody, one of my yeah. patients, taught me about um, he was taking chia seeds and he was doing all these different uh, you know herbal things and mm-hmm. and and it worked for him. And I said, so I said let me go read about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, that's dope, bro. Yeah, you can learn from anybody. Yeah, man. It, it, the the internet makes it. You could literally go to college on YouTube now. Yeah, like you could learn anything you want, bro. Yes. And, and a geek like me, bro, I'll go down that rabbit hole and yeah. find this information. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And two hours later, you figured out you just learned a whole subject. Yeah, yeah and, yeah, and you got to yeah. be careful on what you trust too. Yeah, you know of course, what I mean? But of like, course. yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. we here, bro. I appreciate you coming through, bro. Definitely, man. And no doubt, that was man. definitely a Thank vibe, you, man. bro. Yeah, appreciate yes, that, sir. Thanks, Doc. Yeah, appreciate it.